Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Go Health Yourself. I am John and my friend over here. I am Joe. And we are back. Go Health Yourself. Go Health Yourself for episode six. This goes for all of you. And I hope everyone's doing well. We have pop-ups on the computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so today we were, we were going to think about maybe talking about quotes. Um... Just having different different kinds of quotes. We're trying to come up with topics on hand, on site, at the moment type attack focus mode here. And uh, we kind of decided on doing quotes today. It's nice to be inspiring. And it's also nice to be witty and clever to the attractive girl at the checkout line at the local supermarket. Most definitely, yeah. We were we were trying to, we we were discussing a few days ago how, uh, or guy, if you're female or likewise, however it works, yeah, yeah, or a llama, yeah, or a, la- a llama, <laughs> yeah. We were discussing that we were gonna probably just keep the show. We're not gonna have a necessary necessarily have a topic, but we're gonna just uh, you know have the episodes and whatever we talk about, we talk about. You know, maybe right before the show, we might discuss something briefly. But, yeah, we're just going to keep it uh, free-flowing and not have a labeled topic every time. We're officially unstructured at this point. Yeah. We're just going to let it flow. Let it see what see what the the show really turns into, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I want to look at it. Yeah, you don't get a gold sticker by playing by the rules. No. <laughs> or wearing all your clothes or whatever the quote is for that one. <laughs> you don't get a gold sticker by wearing all your clothes. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Boondock Saints? Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy, the bartender? He always, like, messes up jokes. He's like, you can't sh- sh- sink ships by throwing a rock at a glass house. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Don't look through a crack screen backwards on a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I'm drinking this uh, Rise Brewing Co. Company. Rise Brewing Company. Yeah. Rise up. It's called. It's nitro cold brew coffee. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say it's it's a chilled chilled coffee, completely black, no, um, no dairy, no sugar, and no additives. It's smooth. Real smooth. It just looks smooth. Shout out to Rise. Shout out to Friday, because that's what it is over here. Yep. And it's I think it's like 427 is the date, numerically, 2018 AD, ad whatever that stands for. It's 420 p.m. In right Latin. now. It's 420 p.m. The weed movement number. Yep. And it's where? Uh, do you know what that started from? 1970 or 71. It started on the West Coast. There was a senator, or somebody involved in politics. That uh, I'm sorry, that was Earth Day. Next, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious what 420 the actual. I'll look it up. Yeah, hashtag, look it up. I've got information on hand right now. Things are going to get things have things have been out of hand but things may get a little further out of hand at this point because we have a computer uh functionally open here on the table and we use it to reference information and create this perpetual distraction we call a talk show 
Um, we do have our mascot llama, alpaca. Not sure that still needs to be named. It might take a while. Uh, he or she is waiting patiently for the next um, the the next segment throughout the week. Um, but I'm going to look up first here. Then the 420 movement. Yeah, or what? It, whatever it means. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, I think it, I think it meant. Um, I think it. And then we're going to talk about quotes. I originally heard that it was a, a police code, like you know, like the uh, code they talk into their uh, CB radios. But I am not sure. Well. It's referring to the uh, the 420, <clears throat> the number 420. Um, where does it come from anyways? It's a, it holds a godlike place in stoner culture. Okay. Um, well, in this country, someone gets arrested for marijuana possession every 51 seconds. Fantastic. And um, over the years, I'm going to look this up. While I do a shout out, I would like to make a shout out or recognize anyone today that's struggling with mood. You want to know why? Because everyone else is and you're not alone and it's okay to feel like shit sometimes. Yeah. Um, and just, just remember that it's only that moment too. You, it's, it's, it's always going to change. It's always going to get better. You're not going to be in that bad mood for forever. Yeah, it's an up and down ride. There's no question. You know, it's yeah, it's a interesting life is some interesting windy road thing. But um, it's difficult just, to remember that when you're actually in the bad mood, though. Too, it kind of overtakes your your uh, whole. It's one th- we we can be united by this somehow. It's it's um, it's human to not feel you know fantastically. Um, endlessly happy all the time. So yeah. if you're not feeling like you're really in check or dialed in or zoned out or whatever you want to call it, you're not feeling well today. You're not alone. Um, that's all I wanted to just say. Just give everybody a, um, you know, kind of beyond the small talk bullshit about time and, and like um, the weather and how you doing i'm good all that crap like (laughs) i hope everyone is well and if you're not well or balanced or in check with in tune with everything in your world and um i hope you find it and and it gets better and um consistent continues to improve yep so we're all dealing with that myself included and john included and our uh, mascot uh, llama lampaca as well so alpaca yeah i don't know you gotta gotta definitely give him a name come up with something the um 420 story the story behind the code 420 in stoner culture takes us back to 1971 california i wasn't far off (laughs) takes us back (laughs) here we are Somewhere, 1971. A group of five high school kids who call themselves the Waldos. This will be the second time I've heard this group of the Waldos. 
I used to hang out next to a wall where, you guessed it, you're searching for hidden marijuana crop in the forest near the town of San Rafael. According to Huffington Post, which done most of the diligent research in this important issue, a Coast Guard member told the Waldos that he'd planted some weed near the Point Reyes Peninsula Coast Guard station and that he couldn't harvest. He gave the Waldos a map and told them the plot was theirs if they could find it. Told them the pot was theirs if they could find it. They jumped at the chance to find free weed, and they decided to meet after school at 4.20 p.m. That's where it came from. Really? Yeah. What? That little insignificant incident mm-hmm. turned into, wow, that's that's wild. I thought it was like, I've heard multiple people say that it was an, originally a police code from California. You know, like 187 was homicide, and... There's all there's all different kinds of codes that the police use that they don't, they don't actually say the incident, you know, like a robbery was like a 289 or something. This is sec- the second of two articles referring to the Waldos group from California. The Waldos. Yeah. Okay, so they were a group of kids. Yeah. They used to draw on the walls. They used to hang out near a wall. That's funny. <laughs> Pretty basic. I wonder yeah. if that has any... Oh, I just saw a hawk out our window. Uh, outside my, our studio here, we have a, a nice picture window, and I just saw a red-tailed hawk fly by. It's pretty cool. Um, I wonder if that's where's Waldo came from. Maybe. I would like to add that, as I continue reading, the <clears throat> 420 reference to marijuana became more popular because some of the Waldo's friends and family members were hanging out with the Grateful Dead. And oh. they started using it. Picking it up. up. Okay. And they that spread makes, it throughout the world see, through the 70s and 80s. That makes that makes a lot of sense now, too, that they picked that up and implemented it into their culture. The whole Grateful Dead culture, which was a huge following. In, yep. ni- in 1990... Interesting. In 1990, a deadhead... Grateful Dead fan mm-hmm. handed the fly a flyer with 420 to mm-hmm. High Times reporter Stephen Bloom, and he reportedly used the term 420 oh. High Times magazine. Oh, there we go. And then High Times, yeah, picked it up in 1990. Yeah, so it's actually still pretty. It's actually old now. Well, not old, but you'd say 20 years in the making of the term. If it, if that's where people started to really pick it up, was in High Times. That could it could blow up in that much time. Yeah, that was 1990. Was almost 30 years ago now. Well, that's there you go, folks. In terms 30 of 30 years ago, yeah. Yeah. Any other random BS topics you have? Speak up. We've got some inspirational quotes coming up here, and we're gonna we're gonna share those. We've got some right here. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's a good one. Good Light, quotes. Yeah. Life is about making an impact, not making an income. Yes. Uh, that was Kevin Cruz. There's probably 10,000 people, but Kevin Cruz's name is next to this one. So, Do you know who Kevin Cruz is? I do not. No, neither do I. And you know who he is? Uh, it's Tom Cruz's brother. Yeah, with a K. Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Basically, he actually changed it because he didn't want to look the same. So. Wanna, yeah, yeah, they didn't want to associate after that bad birthday party in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Anyways, life is about making an impact, not making an income. That is such a contradictive quote. I think it really holds, it means a lot. It means a lot and a little at the same time. It is really broad, very vast kind of thing. Yeah. But I wish that was everyone's 
how they acted and viewed things. Yeah, well, it goes back to that quote of, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but Jim Carrey, where he says that he wishes wishes everybody could experience being wealthy, so then they realize that money's not the answer. Yeah. It's like the same. Yeah, he said... um, Something along the lines of that. Rich and famous. Yeah, rich and famous, yeah. Yeah, and then people would realize that the income is not the true answer because fame is a for, for i mean he's referring to monetary wealth or, or um material you know, tangible yeah, yeah materialistic yeah it a, a term of a form of wealth we all like to think of too is is being famous even if it's just famous in your family for being an upstanding moral person or what yeah you know, like, we want to be remembered think that's a theme that goes on in, in all our minds about like i want to live on past my time as a mortal being here and maybe that can drive us to chase that other wealths like the money and property and llama farms and yeah that's as carpets and all that as stuff. vince staples says the hip-hop artist uh, when the curtains close, will your name hold? Hmm. Which is kind of just what you're saying. Yeah. And how much of that really matters? He's actually, I saw him in concert and, uh, he raps about like, um, um, gangster lifestyle in California. And, uh, his mom was a crip actually. She's a, uh, in the gang, the Crips. And, uh, he's, I saw him in concert in Boston. He was probably one of the best artists I've ever seen in concert live. Dude, he had so much enthusiasm. It was he was just by himself too, no backup or anything. But he was a, a amazing performance. Shout outs to shout out to Vince. Um, anyone that's listening, uh, he's he's a good hip hop artist to listen to. He's got some interesting songs with some meaningful lyrics. Vi- there's there's a lot of violent songs, but we are a pretty violent culture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm actually saving them right now. Uh, oh, oh, not into the violence thing, but another. Yeah, no, I only listen to willingly taking over everything. Oh yeah, it's it's terrible. There's only a few artists a history of I listen to that are violent, but most of them I listen to are positive and insightful and enlightening um i wanted to tell you and our audience out there another artist that i picked up or found uh woody smalls he's got some really cool lyrics and some uh things pertaining to well-being woody smalls yeah balancing it out good instrumentals too some really like catchy hip-hop what's the first one um, Vince Staples and then Woody Smalls and then uh, to the audience out there there's another artist Mick Jenkins M-I-C-K-J-E-N-K-I-N-S and he's a rapper based out of Chicago and he's got a lot of cool um, songs that'll make you think um, another good artist let's see um, Kevin Gates Positive Enlightening I was discussing this with uh Joe here and a couple of our friends the other night. Um, How much do you think these people can relate or live by the the quote we were talking about? Life is about making an impact, not making an income. All of them. You feel they're genuine? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, even Vince Staples, because he raps about like him growing up and what his mother went through and like he, what he's seen growing up. 
he's not he doesn't he doesn't rap about like um i want to make the money i have the flash he should he talks yeah he talks about how like people what people do and what happens what happens with the crime and the drugs and yeah exactly He's not one of those flashy rappers that just talks about Rolexes. I, I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> I like so much of the beat and the music in, in rap. I like I love rap music. But yeah. Some of the terms, like how they objectify women and how there's so much involved with material wealth. Yeah. And like, you know, just holding it down and well, the climb and all that. Like, I respect it. But at the same time, I have a very hard time relating to a lot of the terms and like yeah. ways of ways of the lifestyle a lot of the rap is definitely not good for the youth it's like it's definitely uh, subconsciously uh hurting the youth because they think people want to be like that they hear that that they're going to shoot some shoot another person they don't realize how detrimental that really is you it's, know it's kind of like desensitizing it's maybe definitely desensitizing. like any type of violence it doesn't have to be rap music but any type we see like rape rap music yeah I and mean, wow rape violence <laughs> rape rap fucking <laughs> <laughs> You know what? what's interesting? You know what you just made me think of was I was thinking the other day that, you know how we're having all these shootings and stuff and like um, people are in it. I think it, it may have to do. Remember how reduced value of life, reduced value of life, um, SSRIs, which are antidepressants, which are also I mean, they play a big part in that shit because they're screwing people up. But what about the video games? They just started getting popular. What? Like 10 years ago. I'm talking about like um, Grand Theft Auto, where you could years ago. twenty years ago. Okay, twenty years ago, like you, you could, want to give them their due. Yeah, you could, and then I mean, they, you run around shooting people. Um, they've got like the special ops. Do you I think, listened to someone talk about this the other day. You get killed. Maybe it was Rogan, but you get kill points for shooting people and finishing them off, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. We're do, just you, do you think? Do you think? Do you think that's like playing? A, I think I think that's playing a huge part into making it people easier to shoot other people and kill them devaluing desensitizing life. yeah 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 in general yeah look at the factory farming shit that goes on we yeah. could go on for fucking excuse me you could go on for a year about that because it's just talk about devaluing life taking these animals and just barely making it to the point where their bodies can survive this horrific environment to per- turn them into a product that's no respect that's definitely devaluing for yeah, sure. It's a, devaluing life. It's sad. It's a big, big aspects of our culture. And that's why quotes can really get us going or hold some weight or can transition you into a new topic I- immediately. I mean, you say a good quote. <laughs> yeah, you just said that quote. Yeah. Just said that quote. It made me think of a hundred things. <laughs> yeah. I got another one. Two roads diverged in a wood and I took... The one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. That's by Robert Frost. I think he was an artist. Yeah, yeah. And that shows that if you get out of your comfort zone, you don't do the same things, you don't follow the crowd, it can really it can really change your life. Like the uncomfortableness and striving to do something that's difficult, that's where all the magic lies. Hundred percent. Like if you get you gotta get out of your comfort zone. Get the, get the hell out of it. You know, just get out there. Uh, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. I've heard that one. Yeah. It's a very good one. Yep. This two roads quote. 
diverging and taking the one less traveled. I like that in the sense I was actually, I've been struggling to, to stay moving, to get moving in terms of like exercise or just getting outside. Yeah. This morning I went for a little run. It's more like a jog, but in the woods and the first thing I came up on in the woods, the state park here in Connecticut was um, a split in the trail. You know what I mean? And I'm like, uh, all right, I'll go left. And I wound up going some dead ends and found another road and then back on the trail system and kind of just used my senses to get back roughly where I started because I didn't really have the energy to go out for more than like 15 minutes. Yeah. But I was um, jogging around in the woods. I took the left turn and I ultimately came back with that turn on my right shoulder. Mm-hmm. As I exited the woods, full circle. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes me. That make this quote made me think of it. Two roads diverge. Well, guess what? Either one, when you come back as the life as life as life ends and has a kind of in succession of, you know, comes to a close. Like as things become come around, mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. Kind of like karma. You mean? It's kind of connects the sides that we can give to a lot of meanings of things or like maybe the black and white heaven and hell, whatever, you know, the offsetting of opposing forces that just that theme is so intricate. It's like just such a part of our fabric of life that sometimes you don't realize it until later that um, a really difficult situation you gained from it. In, yeah. in other strengths like the strong roots strong winds strong roots yeah that quote strong yep. winds strong roots you don't have strong roots without and it's true trees don't grow roots without wind yeah, yeah. like they should or to, for stability they just grow just enough to get the nutrition yeah because they did this test I'm hope hopefully not repeating myself. No, we we talked about this. Okay. Yeah, the last podcast about how they did the uh, the, the biodome. Yeah, it was a good geodome. I'll yeah. shorten it up. It was a great example of how like difficult, challenging things can create um, strong and and rewarding. The things aspects. That, the thing is, if they were botanists, they should have thought of that. Because <laughs> anybody that grows uh, crops, especially indoors, knows that you need to have wind on them to keep them sturdy. We're not the brightest, yeah. just so you know, human yeah. beings. I was talking about this yesterday. Um, if you're in the woods and someone took a crap on the, on the, tra- on the trail yeah. in the woods, yeah. a lot of people would be like, oh my God, look at this. Like, somebody has shit on the trail. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, well, that's that's how it usually goes in nature. That's how it used to go, and that's how it still goes for all the animals. But what do you there's, mean? No, let me finish. What? There's soda bottles, and there's trash, and non-biodegradable shit all along these trails. Yeah. And nobody's no one says picking anything. it up or yeah. like registering with them. Like, yeah, it's another fucking beer bottle. It's always some cheap-ass beer, too, you know? But it's like... Oh, nipper. That's the 57th nipper I've seen in a half a mile on the side of this road. That's oh normal. God. That's not healthy thinking. And that relates back to, to kind of regress back to where you that's, were. That's what's... Um, where we came out of like, oh, we didn't realize the trees needed wind for roots. It's because you're trying to duplicate nature, you dumb 
jerkers. It's like yeah. you're gonna miss the obvious points because look at how you act on the earth. Yeah, it's everything. They, they they try to complicate things with with everything's just you know the simplicity is what really works. Talking about nippers, we need to figure out what the hell is going on with all these nippers <laughs> on the side of the road. I was we're only talking. We were I literally from Connecticut. So I we literally don't we don't know how it is everywhere, but I'll tell you, we got an issue. We've got an issue. Yeah, we live in yeah the state of Connecticut, and it was yeah a couple days ago or the United other, States the other. Day I was driving down the road or and looking on the side of the road and um, there was so many nippers it was unreal it was, it was unbelievable not just on the main there roads but some, on the back roads too. You gotta put some value to those babies get them picked up and there's some redemption process. Can yeah, you imagine? We should think of some kind of program for because it just and I'm talking about the, like the nippers are the nippers like. The ratio is yeah. crazy. There's way more nippers than How trash. This? How about this? What if we just started charging a lot? Oh, more? and um, I think nippers in every state, like people don't know what nippers are. We're talking about the little mini bottles, little mini bottles of liquor, because I don't think nippers are called nippers in other states. Uh-huh. I'm pretty they're, sure they're small plastic alcoholic beverages, and they're yeah. always heavy duty, like forty, you know, eighty proof or higher, and. They're all over the place because people are just slugging them back on their way home if they're big-time alcoholics. So. And the thing is, they're driving. The, the reason they're on the side of the road is because they're fucking driving. Oh, yeah. Tossing them what out, the baby. Hell? Right. <laughs> alcohol Hey, alcohol's legal. Yeah. It's wild. Can't be bad for you. No. So, what I was going to say is maybe one technique or one option to explore with nippers bottles would be charge more. We charge more for the sodas, all of them. Everybody tosses these beer cans and all these cans on the side of the road. It's not going to fix the problem. It would be interesting to see how it works because we already know whatever's going on now is not working. What do you mean charge more for the alcohol? Okay, soda or a nipper. Say it's a dollar. I know it's not, but just say it's a dollar because it's easy. Yeah. It's a dollar, right? All of a sudden, the nipper or the soda is a dollar fifty. Oh, why'd they go up? Because now there's a fifty cent or twenty cent or some substantial amount of refund you get on the on the empty. A refund, yeah. Oh, all of a sudden they need to stay off the side of the road. Yeah, that, all of a sudden that tw- you still get your twenty cents or fifty cents or whatever it is back. It, it could help a little if bit if you don't litter. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but but those people don't probably don't recycle anyways. Well, then they can pay more for the people that will recycle to get money. The thing is, they'll, the they'll probably, the, if it wasn't, if it wasn't a substantial like increase, they probably wouldn't wouldn't bat an eye to pay a little bit more for alcohol. You know, it's no, like, they're they're gonna buy it. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. gotta leverage that at the source, yeah. So that even if they're not, the, even if they continue to still toss them, people can go out there and be like, oh yeah, well I just. Picked up fifteen dollars worth of nippers. And yeah, took, you know what I'm saying. It took me an hour. That that would yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that it would not five cents either. That's stupid. It's 2018. Yeah, it's it would definitely for, help. It's fifty dollars for bad advice. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's it, the soda can is worth more than five cents to keep it in this re- recycled. I mean, it's yeah. Let's, let's raise it up to an astonishing ten cents or fifteen cents. Like certain states have it higher. Yeah, I wonder. But or how maybe about a some quarter? What you know? Get it off. The thing is, just add it into this. I'm just saying, add it on the front end. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because you're gonna get it back. It's gonna come full circle on the back end. Either way, we definitely have In a problem. Definitely have a problem with that. Either yeah. way. So let's. St- well, we'll come up with our own quote about nippers. <laughs> Something about tossing it on the way home after a serious argument with your manager at work and 
something failed on the conveyor belt and dropped off. I, was, I don't know. Yeah, I just know. Come up with some story like, yeah, don't toss your nipper out the passenger side window on a Thursday unless you're already on your fourth one. And it's oh, dark out. And that's, that's probably the case already. <laughs> <laughs> Hot damn. They're on their tenth one. No. <laughs> oh. Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Babe Ruth. Every strike. Yep. Yeah, that's like the failing thing. You got to fail to succeed. Yeah. Failing forward, as you say. Um, Babe Ruth is a uh, legend in the baseball sports world and American icon. I think he was actually, I read this the other day. I'm going to hit you with some random, random knowledge. 1933, he was supposed to show up in Willimannock with Lou Gehrig. Really? Yeah, to roll off the first ball for duck pin bowling in Willimannock. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I, I do a little duck pin bowling with some friends because there's still one over here. and There's only like 100 in the country. But there's um, he was supposed to show up and it was a no-show. Lou Gehrig showed up, though. And um, him and another local... A sports legend. Oh, that's cool. They have a tournament. 1933? Yeah, they started this tournament. When was that building built? 1930. 1928. But oh, man, that's cool. They, um, the original one, they moved it. But mm-hmm. they, they kept the lanes. They moved the lanes over some of the lanes. Oh, really? To the new building. <laughs> yep. Which is probably built in the 60s. Yeah. 70s. And regardless, random knowledge. And they were he was supposed to actually be the lead tosser the honorary tosser to the annual tournament of duckpin bowling which still goes on it's on its 88th year this year wow still goes on yeah yeah that place is uh interesting i was gonna say the building doesn't look like it was built in the 1930s but they moved it huh do you know where the original well, was building Will- was it was in willimannock you know, oh but do you know where the original was downtown willimannock in downtown somewhere yeah. in downtown There's photos of inside the building i've never seen which exterior like the actual location if it's still there yeah so we're talking almost 90 years over 90 years the building was built in 25 i think they said but just random I was reading the history and looking at old pictures that people drew, like, back in the 1600s or 1700s in the town of Wyndham in Willimantic, how the, the town actually used to be, you know, where the, the uh, hospital is in Willimantic, up on the hill there. The first town, like, that started in Willimantic, the settlement, was up on that hill, and you could see all of the, the forest and the river that ran through the forest back in the day, which would have been a pretty cool sight. Most towns wound up wind up being established any type of uh, you call it settling yeah happens on the water on the water yeah because then water. you can trade well you can use it for power power trade rotation yeah all these transportation things. yeah most large cities are on a port or yep. they're on a river that's like egypt egypt used to be back in the day actually the nile would come up right near the the pyramids you know they, uh, I forgot exactly what scientist figured that out before it really dried up a lot more hundreds of years or thousands of years later. But that was one, the, one way they were able to transport goods and heavy things yeah. because of the Nile River right there. Here's another good one. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Wait, say that one more time. The most common way... People give up their powers by thinking they don't have any. Alice Walker. 
not a lot, not having self, uh, not giving yourself credit or um, confidence or or being aware you have a choice, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Pretty good one. Yeah, that one. Um, I'd have to read that a few times to pick that up because the first part threw me off. But um, here's a re- relative related one. I'm not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. Yes, Stephen that's true. Bradley. Yeah, people want to blame the blame whatever's happening to them or the outside world. You got to look look at what you're doing. Really, really study at what you're doing and. Um, 97% of the time it's the person that are bringing the pro- problems upon themselves they don't they don't sometimes they don't even realize it yeah well, I'm guilty of it yeah we all are and it's very odd if you don't feel that way at some point in life because we kind of learn fail forward and learn as we go and uh, there's a serious many many ways to not make the best decision on the first poll and yeah. therefore learn based on experience or consequences or however yeah on what on what to do in the next opportunity you have a choice and and there's plenty of opportunities for making choices we don't recognize them a lot of the time that there is one and, and we're speaking from a pretty very wealthy culture you know in terms of uh, resources in terms of freedoms, so on. We're very fortunate, but even thinking to someone or an animal or a being that doesn't have a lot of resources and is very kind of restricted and stuck, literally, there's still choices to be made. Like how to, you know, even at, at the basic level, like how am I gonna, can I get up and stay moving? Can I? Can I kind be kind to people around me or, or animals around me, or can I be? Can I be? Do I want to act on my emotions? You know what I mean in terms of like being upset or just struggling or anger. Like you, there's a lot of ways to choose how to do things, even though sometimes we don't think we have any, and we're just kind of in the moment or stuck in the bad month day or even your year i'll be there for you you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah look at your uh look at um if you do feel bad or emotional or sad try to look at the connections or the relation to what's causing that and try and step outside of it just for a yeah. hair of a moment and say i do have a decision here i can actually decide if i want to Share how I'm feeling with someone else that I'm living with or I'm around that I'm not. Yeah. That that I'm basically. I don't want to say creating your own or my own loneliness, but you're allowing it, or you're 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 enforcing kind of that. Yeah. That sense of it and letting it grow. One thing. I'm not I, saying what's hey. This I feel like shit. I don't. You know. I need to talk to somebody, even if it's not you. But I, yeah. One thing I I heard the other day was uh, exercise can help any form of depression or emotional. That's great. 
Yeah. Here's the thing for me. Like I can big, re- big time. I can remember being depressed. And I know I haven't had the worst depression of anybody by any means. But I've had some pretty bad depression of being, um, you know, acutely depressed or extremely incapable of, of seeing anything positive or doing anything therapeutic or moving. Yeah. When people tell you, like, get up and move, it's good for you, and you feel like shit, like, you just want to tell them to F off. Yeah. There's no fixing, like, that that moment. It's not, like, it's not an organic feeling at that moment, so you just want to be like, yeah, how about you feel like I feel? Like, you don't get it. You know what I mean? So it's tough, because it's like, how do you get to, how can you assist someone that just can't feel well? I know. I'm, like, trying it right now. I'm just trying to think of, like, what gave me the drive that's where the quoting's coming from today like re- really because i because uh, i i was in the same state about two and a half years ago i'd say now two and a half two, two years ago or so around that time but yeah i was you know stuck in bed <laughs> every other day or sometimes a couple days and yeah it was it was pretty bad but I'm trying to think of what really got me out of that rut, and I'd have to really, really ponder on that to make a good explanation on that, because I don't even know. I don't know either. You know I th- what? You I'm, know, I might have... I'm not even comfortable. I should say, I just have settled on this fact that I can't pinpoint what got me to start moving again or give a shit. And I can tell you that I do know it was... It was a, it was within myself the energy. It definitely it was not was, a drug. No, I'm just gonna say in my case, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but it was not one of the dozens of SSRIs and prescriptions and other things that was boosting me to to just take the first step into back into like wanting to not be suicidal and live again. Yeah, it, it was it was innate an interior motivation. Yeah, it was maybe because I hit rock bottom or what I thought was rock bottom, and I don't know. I think that I think I'm in a similar boat too. I think it was some kind of interior motivation because it definitely was not a drug or anything like that. I was because on I drugs. had I was on drugs and I had stopped. I was on hard drugs to combat the feeling to kind of numb myself, but I had stopped the drugs so in turn i was feeling actually worse in my brain because i was doing uh opiates and you actually become physically addicted to opiates as you know and then uh, anybody out there um i'm sure you've heard it by now because it's like a a freaking uh what's the word Uh, um a uh epidemic right now with painkillers and stuff like that you become addicted physically addicted and when you try to get quit you get sick but anyways yeah so i had stopped hard drugs because it was just getting out of hand and i was running out of money too so that was one big reason but i think that's one big reason most people have to quit hard drugs um but yeah it was definitely some kind of interior force that something that gave me the drive but i'm trying to really pinpoint what gave me that drive i feel like it was partly motivation like listening to people like alan watts like who we talked to or who we talked about a few uh, episodes ago or last episode it's tough it's very tough and we're both speaking from experience with with being really screwed up you know psychology like psychologically and 
and physically and spiritually and just being a very dysfunctional yeah not and anything but anything but healthy so it's even after even containing that experience and knowledge or awareness i think it still is just a massive massive hurdle to communicate with people that are really not feeling well and they don't understand why you know because you can tell them like i've been where you have been or i've been close in that same county and i know who lives there and i know what they sell and i know what they do and i know how they think roughly but i'm you know, it's hard to tell somebody and really get them to believe it's you. It's hard. It's hard to resonate with them. That's it's it. It's just hard to. Yeah. But like we said before, you just got to take small steps. I was just thinking right there it's about like, it. And I, I literally took started to take small steps, like doing something different every day that was really small, but trying to get it into a routine. Even like maybe maybe you could like write your feelings down like in a diary. And as, I know that sounds a little a little soft, but... It, it could help. Two things come to mind. I don't know if this was a part of initially, initially regaining some of my strength personally, but I remember someone writing, having, saying, write down what you're feeling for an emotion. Or like, I want to kill myself. Write that on a piece of paper. Yeah. Look at it. Crumple it up and throw it in the garbage. And then another thing. And that can be powerful. Right. Writing things with, down and then destroying it. It can like, be with yeah. anything. It can be with any thought. That can know? be a strong subconscious thing. Allow the thought to pass like a, like a cloud, you know, in the sky. Very, yes. Very basic, simple principle. It's not easy to practice that or become good at that because you get trapped into some crazy, scary shit sometimes. And I know people out there listening that have, that may be, it's not a maybe, that have or will or or are experiencing similar struggles psychologically um i know that they can grasp what we're trying to get at and and not clearly identify but still attempting to you know make a point in saying let's say let's recognize this this on the elephant in the room this man this manifestation of how we're living turning into a basically an overall encompassing just unhealthy life practices overall yeah whether it's what we're eating what we're seeing when we go on our email for ads how our brains are feeling we're working this tying it all together you know the suicide rate the 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 nippers on the side of the road there's such a large disconnect and it's that same one we've been ranting about from the beginning and decided to turn this podcast into because it's the theme yeah I don't know what it is man it's the theme to the it's like the you know the what do you call when you write something? You always have an outline. It's like the outline for this, the for their, our culture. Yeah. As humans, and especially as Americans, United, you know, North America is a little deceiving because there's sort of South America, Central America, da da da. We refer to America as North America. You North America, yeah. But the Canada's in here, so as. as and it's funny because we're on the same continent too. Right. <laughs> there's so much tying into this theme of just like imbalance among humans let's put it simply yeah so much so many categories quotes are one refreshing little tidbit you can share they are good i have a um a little platform on instagram called the being force um like human being the being force and i 
post a quote almost every day, uh, a motivational quote, if anyone wanted to check that out. Um, I'll tell you right now, something that helped me when I was depressed was influential music. Like I started to really, really um, navigate and uh, not navigate, um, discover, you know, really, really look for new music. Excuse me. And that really helped um, with my depression, just finding, finding different kinds of music, especially influential music. Music is, is like a conduit for your thoughts. It kind of can like carry it. You know, it's, it's precious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it can piss you off or make you feel great or at peace or well or um, volatile or yeah, it's a good outlet. Accepting or want to dance, get up and move. That's got some power to it. So I'd say yeah. music would be one thing to try if you're really stuck. Absolutely, listen to natural sounds, even if it's of the jungle. Yeah, try to listen, or even um, like uh, classical music. It's tough to actual if you if you're used to music with words or instruments like uh, modern music. It's tough to really get into in, um, classical music. But if you can, if you can uh, get away with listening to it and getting used to it, it can be really beneficial to your health. Actually, anything's worth a Help shot. Help your brain waves and everything makes Any, you feel better. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it classifies into. It worth a shot. Not everything is when they say anything's worth a shot. Yeah, I know. Um, that's one of them. Take that Harley off that jump over there. It's worth a shot. <laughs> that's right. Don't hold the front brake. You know what? You know what is crazy, man? Is evil can evil. I can't believe he used to f- jump a fucking Harley. Yeah. Over those distances. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, with like four inches of suspension <laughs> travel. That's crazy. That when he would crash his body, like he's still alive too. Did you know he's still alive? No. I'm pretty sure he's still alive, Evil Knievel. I doubt it, but if, if he is, I'm pretty either sure he way, is. bless the guy, because it's obviously set the stage for a lot of people in terms of like... Um, you should look him up and see if, see if he is. I'm pretty sure that he's still alive. He's, he's really kind of been the... will be the standard in, yeah. in, in our culture of what is considered... The, the original wild man on a bike, you know? Yeah. Evil Knievel. Great name, the too. Main, the main, the big show type. The showman type wild man. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he went all in. He was an all in person. You yeah. You've you got to respect that to some level. Committing to a, a, some type of a, of a meaning, of a purpose. Yeah. Which uh, definitely uh, made people pretty happy, you know? People loved, connected well with him because everybody's got that, I feel, something in them that just wants to do crazy shit. Not, every, yeah. not everybody's crazy enough to actually like get out there and jump 800-pound motorcycles several hundred feet over cars. and Yeah, that's wild. And do all that stuff. But it's nice to see that somebody did it. <laughs> when did they invent dirt bikes, do you know? Uh, it's You can't really like... You can't put a year on it. I think. Really? Yeah, I think motocross officially came to the United States like late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. Um, motocross bikes, hill climb bikes, off-road bikes were always just converted road bikes. Okay. Yeah. Where, where did Where did they start? Converted Indian, converted BSA, all that stuff. Uh, Europe. Europe. Motocross. 
yeah. off-road racing. Yeah, started the field race in Europe. Oh, that's cool. Natural terrain. Yeah. Yep. And um, very interesting. I got another one. Um, this makes me relate to another quote I've heard recently. This quote is, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once he grows up. Yeah, well, that's a problem with our society. I feel like sometimes we have reversed roles. I'm going to get into that real quick. But the the quote that that one reminds me of is, the artist is a child who survived. Is that how it goes? Yeah. The artist is a child Yeah, I've heard that one before. Pretty cool. Yeah, I love that one. That's awesome. But reversed roles, child and adult, like think about it we always talk about adulting it's a big joke be an adult go out and earn that money you know what i'm saying that what was that that song 21 pilots came out with that song about god now i gotta go out and make money you know yeah yeah it has like a billion and a half views on youtube I forget. it's just a joke we all know it you know what i mean like go out and be an adult and pillage everything and yeah own stuff and be responsible and which they, don't express your feelings and throw nippers on the side of the road <laughs> yeah all over the place because that's what adults do and if you can turn into a total jerk and start abusing people and animals and jerks and just be just be just get that dollar yeah and do a good job at it yeah it's it's definitely imploding on itself that's an adult <laughs> that's my quick rant version humorous version of adulting and then a child is like i just want to draw pictures and go outside and and stay active playing games or hide and seek and um say i don't like something when i don't like it and experiment with what i can get away with do, based on what my parents allow yeah and and, and be expressive but yeah and be happy uh, yeah be happy be, be content like we kind of have a little reversal situation there like a lot of adults act like children and a lot of children you could say act more like adults yeah you know what I mean and then we have that whole situation with kids being exposed to stuff when they're when they're forming you know as they're growing in these vital years these youthful years like to all this violence and all this yeah. now screen time all especially these, nowadays yeah. so all these program you know functioning on a device and being hooked into that stuff and, and kind of taking some of their youth away yeah in a, in a very non healthy format it's, it's gonna, just it, it's kind of a sh hope i'm hoping like things turn out okay it's it, it's gonna be interesting to see yeah definitely i didn't have a cell phone until i was 21 what happens with all this these devices and close screen watching it's gonna be interesting to see what happens really so remaining the artist of a child and having the imagination the imagination is 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 always trump's knowledge that's the thing yeah yep because we always talk about facts and 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 you know like it's a possess once you know something it's yours because you know it and it's great but an imagination you can kind of bring light to an idea or a, yeah. a piece of work or music or you know be a welder and create these things. well that's how we yeah that's i was just gonna say that's how we have created all these things food, is, is yeah. imagination it's not from knowledge well it's you know 
ancient knowledge, but knowledge probably helps. subset. But uh, knowledge doesn't hurt. But it's sometimes no, but creativity being a and, scholar is not necessarily going to bring us the quality of life we kind of deserve or, or yeah. enjoy. It's our imagination, or like the wild side. You know, the kind of not off the beaten path. Yep. Like the beaten path being go to college, make a substantial amount of earnings, have investments. Yeah. The white picket fence scenario, the extra cars in the garage, and then you can go back even if you want to like tying it into different cultures about having a lot of girls having a lot of precious metals yeah precious metals in your teeth (laughs) and your you know what i'm saying like all that shit like hey listen no disrespect whatever it's it, it do you be well but yeah i don't think our main theme i don't i'm pretty sure most of us could agree that the main themes in life aren't giving us the dividends we want no, to get in the first place. Yeah. What's another good quote? Well, here's an interesting one. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Yeah. Jim Rohn. Yeah. Most I definitely. I guess. I, I like it. I'm a little, maybe, I don't want to be overly critical of, of things, but I saw this, my buddy was joking, and he sent me this post, Instagram post of this guy the other night about maxing out and, like, just always being on your game and working hard. He was into weightlifting mm-hmm. and success and yeah. and living to the highest level of potential all the time. It's like, yeah, like he was intense. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. That's what I got to say. And this either running the day or the day runs you this quote and it says by Jim Rohn, it does make sense. But at the same time, who the heck says everybody has to be run or things need to be controlled or you need to, you know, you need to be regulated. Like, how about sometimes you could just, you could run the day or run a couple hours or run when you're rested or you don't need to run every day all day, you know? And if you don't, you don't need to feel bad because the day's running you. You don't need to feel guilty that you're not running enough, you know, making enough things, modifying enough stuff and smashing your fist into your hand and like knocking down all the pins and you know what I yeah. mean? like creating the most and the best and like uh i feel like the best work we do is with after we we kind of like rest and look back on what's going on a little bit yeah yeah i know what you're saying it's a little bit i I, I know what you're saying and i know what he's saying too like give everything your maximum potential i'm really good at screwing off and getting nothing done but when i want to or i feel well, I'm good at getting things done and running that day. But yeah. I don't 
I don't know about every day. I think that's how you could burn out. And this guy, I don't think he means it like that, though. I think he means just like, yeah, just give give everything. You, maybe you're just your best. <laughs> give everything your best, you know? It's good. Yeah, I hope so. This guy last night, the, the other night, whenever I heard that post about like just maxing out all the time. I mean, yeah, okay, cool. But you can't max something out if you don't know the whole available spectrum of levels yeah you know like you can't just be on level level 100 or 110 percent all the time if you don't know what it's like to operate at zero yeah yeah somewhere i know what you're saying yeah it always comes back to me like the heartbeat or the ocean waves that like that up and down move motion in life yeah you know even with our mood it ties into like so much stuff the rhythm yeah there's a term for that type of rhythm, but you just, I think we try and like, we kind of like falsely sell ourselves on that we can turn it into a ladder. We always talk about the climbing the ladder. Yeah. And like it's, it can be this consistent up thing. We never have to go back down, you know? Don't have to face adversity. Don't have to face depression. And when I make money, I never got to deal with having to pick out the ramen noodles and like, you know, like we just, we can climb and never stop if we want. It's like, yeah, uh, that, that it's, it's not real. Yeah. Th- that idea, like in your head, we can create it and live it, but look at where we are with finite resources in, in the earth. Like we're using them up, you know, Yeah. We're running out of them. You got to live well, to live well has to be some type of. Um, a renewable way it has to be some type of replenishable, sustainable. That's the word I want. Yeah, manner. Yeah, yep. sustainable manner. It can't just be climb all the time. It can't be max out all the time, and it can't be run the day all the time, or it'll run you over. I'm not saying that's what he's trying to say in that regard, but if you take it that way, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I know I know what you're saying. Yeah, you can't burn yourself out. And give yourself a break every now and then, that's for sure. Don't beat yourself up if you're not not performing. I think being create I think being creative is probably one of the best things you can do for yourself. When we were talking about feeling like really just way off. Just like shit in the dark room. Don't want to talk to anybody or answer my phone. Just real heavy depression. Yeah. Just you know. In a pit of despair. Like being creative. If you could just draw something sometimes, that might help. Because I can't pinpoint, like I said, how I became functional from dysfunctional. I know it was incremental. Like you said, it was a little bit Yeah. here and a little bit the next day. Yeah, drawing helped me too. Yeah, especially if someone can draw, it's good to draw or even if you can't. Um, draw some kind of design or writing, writing stuff down, like we said. Any other good good quotes? You know what I want to look up? I'm gonna, but is oh man. Would you call it a one liner when someone's like when you say goodbye to someone when you're leaving and you want to say something snazzy like you know 
I'm just going to say the most basic one. Keep it under 100. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah. one-liner? Would you call that a one-liner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's not motivational. But it's funny. And it's like people are like, oh, all right, see you later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I want to come up with it. I'm going to find a good list of those. I heard one the other week, um, the other month. And we were talking about something cool. And this, a friend of a friend's like, yeah, man, well, that's fancier than a new set of snow tires. And I'm like, yes, uh, you know, it's just stupid, but it's so funny. You know, yeah. like, did he, did he make that one up? I don't know. I think all these one liners were made up. You'll never get the source of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But it, it, some of them are cultural. Like you'll, you'll, you'll hear them down South or you'll hear them in Australia or you're here, you know, like yeah. you talk about British slang all the time. Cause we love that. It, it, the accent they have. There's definitely a lot of slang down South. That's different from up here. Like, one Linus. Like I'm, I'm fitting to do this. They say that in Florida all the time or in the South. If you're, <laughs> if you're ready to do something, you're fitting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is so many good one-liners i want to start remembering more of them so i have a, a just a, a, a like a, a good basket of them to carry around all the time like <laughs> and they, dropping uh, them everywhere you know and they don't say wicked down south either wicked is only an up north thing like new england up north yeah okay yeah <laughs> wow a bargain is something you don't need at a price you can't resist bargain is something you don't need it yeah oh man my friend the other day says oh and this came to mind my friend the other day she says oh you only have to be two percent smarter than whatever machine you're operating <laughs> yeah I'm like that makes perfect sense yeah replying to any type of machine possible um money can't buy happiness but it sure makes misery easier to live with that's true i've heard that one it's a good one Why do Americans choose from just two people to run for president and 50 for Miss America? <laughs> That's kind of good. Yeah, that one's interesting. <laughs> uh, to be sure of hitting the target, shoot first and call whatever you hit the target. <laughs> 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 Same thing as like taking risk, kind of. Change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. Oh yeah, that's true. That's so good. Yeah, that's funny. Is there any? Is there a name for that one? Who came up with that one, or is that another one that's nah. just floating around? These are floaters. Yeah, <laughs> funniest one-liners. The early bird might get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> I'm not too impressed with that one. <laughs> evening news is where they begin with good evening and then proceed to tell you why it is not. <laughs> yeah, anyone that's watching the news, stop watching the news especially Fox News or anything like that on TV, television. It'll, it's Drink. not good. It's all negative stuff. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we kind of call it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of oddly funny. 
Um, I was in the I was in the hospital one time, and uh, I was like sitting in the waiting room, and uh, it was it had been a few years since I had watched TV, and the news was on, and it was like uh, and it was like talking about um, something about like uh, the mayor. And stuff like that. And then uh, it all of a sudden it goes to like breaking news. 14 puppies die in a house fire. And I'm like, what? Like, oh my God. That's like, that's the kind of stuff that they'll just broadcast that is just, it's so strange. It's just the most negative stuff that you, that you don't need to know. You know, it's, it's just to make people feel like crap. But the fear in people, you know. We have pretty obvious we have like some i don't know what to call it it's not an obsession but it's kind of like an obsession oh yeah for violence well just just shocking things yeah dismay and stuff like that yeah yeah it's just it's just guilty as charged you know it's like drawn we get that flashy screen that gets you wants you to get click that link you know yeah or the way that a title is written so it becomes viral most of the things we share for stories and things online people don't even read the articles they just share it yep because the art the title says this or it's for their side if they're they pick a religious side or they pick a a political side or they pick a you know um some whoever they identify with they just reshare it because must be you know what I'm saying one of the best things anyone can do for their own self is to maintain an open mind and critique on how they're acting and what on self yeah on the self yep and and allowing yourself to welcome discussion and information from sources and people you don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Because instead of just putting up, you know, the talk to the hand or the shotgun or whatever you use, like <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not saying it's going to change drastically alter everyone's uh, life overnight if we started doing that. But I think it's a good characteristic. And when you stand firmly in what you believe other people's opinions that may differ from that or maybe even oppose it are not going to change it. It's okay to, but at the same time, listening is a fantastic way, form of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an open mind. And that's why we have these fin- uh, unbelievable, great freedoms. It's good to be optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And kind of, why not? You know, like, all right, I'll listen to this character. I'll give him a minute or five minutes or whatever, or read better off like sometimes you're better off reading like a little bit of from some other view on something yeah or more information a small amount of that than a yeah. lot of stuff yeah that, most definitely that yeah. you're already familiar with get a different perspective and it might change your outlook for the better yeah or at least at least they'll listen back to you yeah, yeah. whoever it is yeah well um hopefully do you want to wrap up the show now? Do you have a few more quotes to throw out there? I'll read some more off. All right. Yeah, um, I'm, 
laugh at your problems everybody else does yeah the shin <laughs> the shin bone is a device for finding furniture in a dark room uh, that's pretty good i didn't say it was your fault i said i was blaming you shin bone is like the whiskers of the human being yeah <laughs> <laughs> artificial intelligence is no match for natural stupidity yeah no it's not <laughs> Oh, man. Crowded elevators smell different to midgets. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that one come from? That one's ridiculous. Well, number 59 on the top 100. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. Tell me that's not a funny one to leave with somebody you don't know that one. Or, like, you just want to leave. Like, hey, see you later, man. Yeah, dude. Crowded elevators smell different to midgets. <laughs> Get out of here. Man. Oh, man. You know, I got a pretty good joke. What, what did the uh, doctor um, What did the doctor say to uh, the midget? I have no idea. You're going to have to be a little patient. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's good. What did the fish say when he hit the wall? Mm, no. Damn. Damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A few uh, simple, cheesy jokes. Yeah. That I've had people laugh at, which is, you know, the simple ones are usually the best. Yep. I'm so miserable without you. It's almost like you're still here. <laughs> That's so funny. Perfect. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'm good for what. Sounds like the you want to close it. The up? lyric in a song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're yeah. Ace of base. We're at about um, first band to come to mind. <laughs> Ace of base. Yeah. We're at about an, a little over an hour now. So yeah, it was a, a good little uh, rant here. Got the quotes in. Some quotes and. We need a name for the Lampaca. Yeah, the Lampaca. Yeah, I don't know. Al Alpaca. Lampaca. We'll let one of the Lama. We'll let, we'll let one of our friends and um, associates and neighbors, relatives name that character. Yeah. I'll come up with some suggested ones anyways. My uh, friend that got it for me, I'll have to ask him what its name is. He, he, he can give me a good name for it. Yeah, it's been staring at me for several no, it's got a funny Minutes. stare. Yeah. One ear is curled back, interestingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I am John. I'm Joe. And uh, you guys, you just better go health yourself. Yeah, go health yourself seriously. And thanks for listening to another episode of Fantastically Useless Information from people you semi-trust. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just uh, take care of yourselves, guys, and uh, guys and girls, and we will catch you on the next episode. On the flip side, remember, change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. Doop. Doop. Doop.